Hello, welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. This is Kaylee sitting here with Leif Hetland. Leif, how are you doing today? I am doing better. Uh, it's taken a few days just to recover after the last trip, which was a very, very hectic trip. So it feels good that, uh, that I've had a few days of resting, recharging, and, and uh, now we are actually tomorrow having a very special day because my wife and I, we are gonna go on a little vacation together. And so I'm very excited. It's not just a little vacation. It's kind of a big deal. 30 years married, right? That's right. We are celebrating 30 years and, and she's just amazing. She is just amazing. <laughs> she is. She's an amazing human. If you guys don't know Jennifer Hetland, she really is the best. Actually, last week, uh, we put up a podcast with one of her teachings from Convergence. So if you haven't listened to it, go back into the files and listen to it. What she carries is so amazing and powerful. But we've actually been a little absent from a legit podcast. We have some of your messages up, but we haven't sat down face to face in a while on our podcast. And today it feels really special because you just got back from Pakistan um, and the world knows a little bit about what you do in Pakistan. So I'm excited to really flesh out how you do what you do in mm -hmm. Pakistan with the persecuted church, with government, um, with the everyday person in Pakistan. And so um, this was a big trip. You've been going for 25 years, um, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. That is the most inspiring part, I think, is your history with Pakistan, but also in that region. And when we travel, we always get emails about you being the ambassador of love and people wanting to know what that means and how they become an ambassador of love as well. So I'd love to hear um, a little bit history behind that title, how you got that title and how you've been walking it out. Uh, let me uh, just even uh, just take a few moments to read some scripture verses because uh, even this morning when I was looking at it, it, it and it is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 to 21 but I, I feel I wanted to take a few moments just to read those verses so you can see the connection it says therefore therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation all things have passed away and behold all things has become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that God was in Christ reconciling the world himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us a word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God was pleading through us. And we implore you in Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And I know that so many times we're using that scripture verses, you become a new creation, the old things has passed away, and here's everything that well, we have in him. But just uh, suddenly when I saw that verse was standing out, scripturally speaking, and of course we see this as a bigger picture, and this is actually that uh, now you are ambassadors of Christ. And that means, of course, an ambassador of this anointing that Jesus carried. Then you're looking at a bigger picture for God so loved his world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, representing heaven, he representing God's love, a God that loves this world so much that he sent. Somebody represented heaven and sent his son. That was the ambassadorial role of Jesus Christ. And later on, as he says there so beautifully, he said, now as the father sent me, 
now I also send you. Yeah. Another thing that Jesus said, now, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. What he said is, when you see me here on earth, you're going to see how my Father looks like. Not just how my Father looks like, how he acts like, because I came here to represent the kingdom. I came here as a king to represent the kingdom, my father's kingdom, and the culture, the language, and everything that there is in heaven. When you're looking at me, you can see how that's going to be like. When you hear me speak, all I say is what I hear my father say. So he didn't come in there with his own agenda. He had an agenda of the father. He came down to this earth, and then later on he gave us that he gave us the Holy Spirit, he breathed it on us, and he said, now you shall receive power. So suddenly we got the identity and the authority for us now to be his ambassadors, ambassadors of Christ. So I'm just saying that even theologically and practically speaking. I think it's one of the most beautiful, beautiful pictures, but I think that most of us, including myself, I had read those scripture verses and it's kind of a very cute, nice in the scriptures, but what does that actually mean? What would this look like if we have, I mean, just in an average church, if you have 300 people that will wake up that morning and suddenly realizing, wow, I'm representing heaven today. And I have learned the protocol of heaven. I know what the king means and thinks about every single situation. And I am operating and I've been given the authority to be able to represent that king in the classroom or as a nurse or as a business owner or in any area of situation because I'm an ambassador of Christ. So learning then both in the natural what this means. So that's where some of the stirring came back and I had an encounter that brought the shift for me. Mm. And uh, so so that was probably when the first time that I heard you were going to be, the uh, first word was you're an apostle of love. And then later on it was you're an ambassador of love. But those two words 10 years ago was kind of a bringing a shift because suddenly when you start to see yourself the way he sees you and think about you, now there has to be a transformation and a change in the way that you live and do. Because you either have to be in agreement with what heaven says about you. And that started this incredible process. Yeah, that's incredible. Cause it was only 10 years ago. Because in a way, like, I'm thinking, okay, was it something where you just woke up one day and the voice of God came in and said, this is who you are? Or was it, like, it's amazing that it came through an encounter with a woman who was praying and prophesying over you. And she felt like the Father said that over you, spoke it over your life. And then it was followed up in Pakistan. What happened with the ambassador title in Pakistan? Yeah, because earlier I've had one of the top Muslim leaders who's very well known and accepted he, he is not around today. But he had petted me on my lap and he had said words that was similar. So there were some words that so when Judith Franklin who was Bill Johnson's personal assistant uh, I was doing a healing school in Southampton England at Central Hall with Bill and Randy Clark as well as Judith Franklin was there to assist and I just remember one of my friends was just describing that Judith had just prayed over him and both him and his wife had an amazing encounter and the transformation of their life so I'm wise enough to say okay wow if uh, if, if God used her in their life, I need something fresh because I knew I was going over for an assignment. It was a new assignment. I didn't know how that was going to look like because it was so much more governmental as some of the top religious leaders of different groups. So I just didn't know uh, how do I present myself in this situation. So to make the story short, uh, in an upper room there in Central Hall, Judith Franklin started to pray over me. And I, I still remember it very clearly because it was a vision. But I had an encounter 
on a park bench actually with Jesus where Jesus came on this park bench and then eventually looked at me and then he said it was almost like Leif you can ask me any questions that you want to it's like all these things has been going on in me and for me it's like why did my neck get broken or why did it I first had all of those different things but none of it came out of me it was just my mind was thinking here I have this opportunity and it's just in this vision and dream I'm sitting with Jesus on a park bench in heaven and Jesus is just looking at me and then the next thing that came out of me I said Jesus do I really love you that's what came out of me and he didn't say anything he just smiled and he looked at me and I just in the next moment I'm back again in the room and there is Judah but I'm just weeping and I'm totally undone and then I was thinking that was very strange very unusual very it was, it was a weird encounter <laughs> yeah. but then Judith Franklin said let me explain and then she described she described where I walked she described the door how it looked like how I walked into the park turned to the right walking over where the park bench was the waterfall that is behind and she described all the scenes and the detail I had seen in my vision and I thought wow this is strange and I said Judith how did you how did you know she said I went up there with you wow amazing and that's when I realized wow this is more than just a sanctified imagination it was actually God is doing something and then she says and you're going to know you're going to be an ambassador of love and you're going to know from this very moment that this encounter that you had here was real and I didn't even think too much about it before I'm in a meeting with about 400 imams and religious leaders in a room and this one person he stared at me in an unusual way and he's a very recognized leader but he just kind of came over towards me and then he looked at me and he says you are the ambassador of love hmm. and at that moment it was like I I dare have to be oh is that who I am so it's almost like heaven has first seen you as something and then now it took me a little while I'm a little slow before now I have to have a, a Muslim Imam himself saw something that he saw over my life and so this started and then I went to another headquarter same word was used then I met in a, in, in a Shia Muslim so when people started to talk about it I suddenly now started to be introduced as an ambassador of love and this started ending up when I went to Islamabad and met with other ambassadors and this whole journey and what is that ambassador the blessing I had was that I had been in Cuba it's almost 18 years ago one of my first trips to Cuba is when I first got to meet an ambassador and then I started going in the embassy and I had been to some Norwegian embassies around in different parts of the world as I travel and I realized I'm getting a little of Norway in another country so there can maybe be third world and poverty and everything everywhere I go but as soon as I'm walking into that embassy I am suddenly on Norwegian ground and here I have Norwegian coffee and Norwegian chocolate and Norwegian language and Norwegian culture and the people that are there they are representing Norway in that country so during years and years of having the honor and the joy started there in Cuba but throughout the years going to embassies or getting to know ambassadors and learning all of those things it was also part of a, of a school to help me to see what does this actually mean and, and how does this look like mm -hmm. and how is this for every single believer to be actually an ambassador of love and when I'm talking about being an ambassador for Christ or an ambassador of Christ you become an ambassador of love because God is love that's who he is yeah, that's and good. that's what Jesus is representing uh, sons and daughters that are full of love 
power and wisdom that flows from that. And of course, that's what this whole convergent lifestyle is about. So, so much of my heart is to raise up this ambassadorial anointing for people so that they can realize, first of all, they need to know the home country that you are sent from. Great, you need yeah. to know the culture of that, you know, learning about the language and etc. So that started my journey. Mm -hmm. And since then it's spread. And as, as, as you know, I just came home from a trip that's just, it, it, it's just so, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's hard to describe it without start crying. It's amazing too, because on this past trip, like I was going through all the media files and there was amazing photos of you hugging and kissing different imams and prominent Muslim leaders. Um, and that just doesn't happen unless you are an ambassador of heaven, ambassador of love. And um, I would love for you to talk a little bit into the significance of that, the fact that they would touch you and, and welcome you as family. Yeah, I think that it, there was one moment we were sitting about uh, probably eight key uh, uh, imams, Muslim leaders. All of them are recognized on an international level. Paul Yado, my spiritual son, was with me in the room. And each one of them, they just took this time to honor me. It was an honor dinner for me as an ambassador of love. And it was on the wall when I was coming in. So it was just this kind of a private VIP right outside the Batshai Mosque or the King's Mosque mm. in, in this room. And then one of the people, he said, I remember the first time that I met you about five years ago. He said that uh, you came just up and shook my hand. He said, what I had to do is I had to go and clean my hand afterwards because I'm unclean when I've touched an infidel. But he said, now you're my brother and you're coming in and you're kissing me. Hmm. And I just realized at that moment, just the shift and the change that is taking place. And as I sat and listened to each one of them, just sharing about their journey as they started to get to know me. Because first, sometimes you have to see you the way that God sees you and perceive, uh, oh, I am an ambassador of love and my responsibility is to represent uh, the king of love and uh, to be able then to know first of all when you're following him and then how does that look like in every setting and it is different. And that was kind of a, a good lesson in a school if that was in a mosque or me being there at Minhaj University or teaching a Sharia law in all the different settings uh, I was introduced as an ambassador of love. And many people ask me, what is an ambassador of love? Then we can also define what is love. And uh, yeah. well, when love is patient, love is kind, love is... So you started to define actually love. So when you're representing that love of God mm -hmm. to people, and then from that love, the power and the wisdom starts to flow. And it was some amazing miracles, healings, as you saw on some of the video and pictures. And afterwards, I'm like, this is crazy, life. Is one thing that's noticeable <laughs> about ambassadors is you're always aware of their presence when they're in the room because of protocol. You know when they enter a room, you know what what's happening in the room when they walk in. And a few of the files I was going through, it was quite noticeable when you walked into the room, you were carrying the presence of Jesus. Um, and there was a few pictures where you were touring a brand new mosque and you were releasing the presence and praying. But like even through the video, I could feel like the, the amazing presence of Jesus. So practically, I'd love for you to talk about like, what is it that an ambassador carries? Like you, you are carrying the, the mandate and the agenda of heaven that it's love, um, but the actual atmosphere changes when you walk in the room, when you know who you are. Yeah, yeah and of course, it is so much part of the basic messages that, that has been part of at least my life the last 18, 19 years, and that's just identity. 
is first of all, as a citizen of heaven, the having that identity, the old life with all the inferiority and the shame and the fear and all of those things is, is gone. There's sometimes that old try to to try to come back against some of that orphan thinking. But first of all, I'm a son and I'm a, or for, for somebody else, it's maybe a daughter. So it starts with that identity, the identity of who I am, identity of who my father is, identity of who my big brother is, identity of who is the king of this kingdom. And then from that identity is the relationship. It's just to be on a relationship together with him. So I am not there representing myself. I do not set rules or I do not set laws or anything else. I just need to know what the king thinks in that situation. Knowing how to represent the king in such a way also from a culture perspective because that's very different from settings to setting and that's part of wisdom. So when you're going into that place I know who I am. Mm. And when they're saying you're an ambassador of love, I know what that means from my father. And I know here is my boundaries. Here's my place at the table. And it's interesting. Sometimes you come there, including on this last trip, I had a, the honor meeting, the president. But when I'm in that room with a president, that's the president of Pakistan. When I'm coming, where I sit is very important. And, and how you represent yourself in the setting of the president of the nation. So when you're meeting with governmental official, the way that you honor, the way that you, you speak a language, the questions that you're allowed to ask. So to understanding there's protocol that is taking place. And sometimes that if we are not aware of the protocol, we can lose trust. And a lot of these things is also you have to build trust. There is freedom because I'm representing another country and that's the country of heaven. So uh, whom the sun set free is free indeed. But within that freedom, it's understanding the boundaries according to the grace that has given in certain setting and then also how much favor you have in that setting. Because if you do not have any favor in your pocket and you have an expense there, then in the next moment they move you on the outside and they say, hey, no, we don't want you to represent. We want somebody else to represent. Or, or, or perhaps there is an embassy that is empty that doesn't have an ambassador. Wow. So growing that into the maturity so that you get the trust factor, also adding value to the people that are around you because of it. And when you've been given an opportunity to speak, uh, what you say, how you say it, why you say it, and then just as I'm saying, how, how you're carrying the very presence of the king into that situation so that they can be very clear also who you're representing and so that, uh, that, that there is not any mixture in the signal between the ambassador and the one that the, the very kingdom that you represent in that setting. Let me ask you this. Are we all called to be ambassadors of love or is it reserved for special people? No, I, I believe with all of my heart that according to the scripture we just read there in Second Corinthians uh, chapter 5, uh, verse 20, that we're all ambassadors of Christ. We're either representing him in a good way or in a bad way. But we're all ambassadors. We all represent heaven. Heaven is a home and we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. We're just visitors here on earth. We all have a responsibility. I think the sphere that you have is different. So as ambassadors of love, and again, I think that's just the love that we get to represent God's love to this world. Uh, that is very, very clear in assignment because it says in 1 John 4, 16, I think it is, that God is love. But in the next verse, it says, as I am, so are you in this world. Mm -hmm. 
So love is not just something that God does. Love is something that God is. And then he says, what, who I am now, that's who you are going to be and what you're going to represent. That's why the fruit of the Spirit, it starts with love. And then out of the love, there's this joy and peace and patience and other characteristics that just flows from being together with him. So all of us are representing him. We are all ambassadors. And I think that there's a lot of things we can learn about that, especially to learning actually, first of all, a little bit about the home that we represent. Because so many people have a view that that's the place I'm going to go when I, when I die and I go to heaven. That's, that's kind of the thinking mentality, but that's not kingdom mentality. This is not the way sons and daughters uh, of glory is operating. When you're suddenly realizing that uh, it was not just for you to be born again and you're going to be saved and now all, all this passed away, something has become you. No, 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 it doesn't stop here. Because now it talks about there was this reconciliation taking place between heaven and earth that the Father provided for. And now he gives us that ministry of reconciliation. And then he calls us to be ambassadors of Christ. So when we become an ambassador of love and get to represent that love, then we're representing a God that loves this world so much. So when we start to love what God loves, then something starts to take place because from that very place, we learn the language of love that is that language the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. Yeah, and it's like almost like God is asking for ambassadors of peace, ambassadors of joy to, to step up and step into it and be confident in who they are. I love that it's an invitation extended to all because it is in the Bible that we're all ambassadors. We do represent heaven. And it just feels really amazing that um, God would want to use my little life in that way. And even the listener, like to be assured that God wants to use your little life and make it a big, big life as you represent the kingdom of heaven. And um, these amazing stories that we're hearing, it's actually something that you can step into a similar grace and, and to gain the Father's heart for how he wants to manifest that in your own life which is so encouraging. It's, it's amazing to me and it's so inspiring to see that um, there has been 20, there's been 25 years since you've been going to Pakistan and to see the shift that's happening in that nation and the favor that you're gaining is amazing. There's so much cost along the way, but um, I, I love it. In one of our former podcasts, um, I was asking you how you got started in all of it. And you said, you gave this amazing picture of you being in a classroom and it, there were, God asked a question, Jesus asked a question, and you just happened to be one of the kids raising your hands to answer, to sign up for something, and that's all that was required of you in that moment to say yes to that journey. Yeah, and I think that sometimes we also have to see that there has something to do with endurance as part of this. It's, uh, as you're saying, it's been 25 years, and there are so many different things where you wanted to give up. Uh, there was so long time that nobody recognized who I was. And, and so, so you, you spent all of those years. There was times when I did not know who I am in the middle of all of this. So there is sometimes also this endurance that is also part of helping us to moving into maturity so that when the time comes that God can entrust us. And that's probably the most fearful thing for me in this season. It's just that when I see that the ones that has been given much, has been entrusted much, also have much responsibility. And when I recognize, you know, just first of all, the love I have for Pakistan. And that's 
when people ask me why Pakistan because I think that I love Pakistan I genuinely love Muslims I genuinely love the people and I generally living my life and I give my life for the purpose of seeing that every single person in that country of Pakistan is going to experiencing God's wonderful love that is my heart for that nation I want them to have an encounter with him and so that's been burning in me as as, as something that is in my heart and I've often said you have authority over what you love but you also have authority over what you weep over mm-hmm. so many times now when the brokenness is going on and I see things that is broken I say Papa that's where the Ministry of Reconciliation you're coming in as an ambassador say, how can I represent you in that brokenness and that's painful that's taking up that cross that's the following after Jesus because now uh, the fellowship of his suffering is to see what he sees and when you see that now also to make yourself available to see what we're supposed to do about it and because a lot of the brokenness that is there it, it is not in the kingdom that we represent and we are coming there to help to bring healing and and, and to, to heal nations even and the things that is broken of nation and to lift and give every person the identity back and restoring the value back to the people give people an opportunity to dream give people the opportunity of experiencing the freedom and that's what the lifestyle of an ambassador does. That's amazing to me. Um, my friends, if you're listening, we actually have an e-course out called Upgrade in Love. Leif released it early last year, uh, part of the Rain in Life Academy. And there's actually a session on the ambassador of love. So we, if you want to learn more, that's a great place to start. It's about... Uh, 25 minutes and life really flushes out what it means to be an ambassador of love and how you can apply it to your own life. That's reigninlifeacademy.com. He also talks about the steps of um, intimacy, or identity, intimacy, inheritance, and destiny. A few of the things he mentioned in today's podcast in his newest book called Terrain. Check out those two resources if you're wanting to learn more about this topic. Leif, will you pray for us? I would love to. Father, first of all, it is such a privilege be able to be called by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, first of all, as sons and daughters and say, hey, you are now going to be able to be my ambassadors and you're going to be able to represent me. Just ordinary people like us to be able to represent heaven. And thank you that when you gave us that incredible big, big assignment, it is a mission impossible. That seems so hard and difficult, especially sometimes the places that you have called us to live. But with that calling, you also gave us the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, even at this very moment, that you will just start to fill our hearts. And I ask even at this moment uh, that people are going to start to fall in love maybe with their workplace again or fall in love with the school system. Or So just asking for an outpouring of love because you have authority over what you love. But also even in this season, I just also ask a baptism of tears so that people will start to be broken over what you are broken over so that we at that moment can be entrusted to coming in and to bring fix and and fix and bring healing and I'm just thinking about for suicidal problem among teenagers to the opiates addictions and there's so many needs in our community that all you are looking for do I have any ambassadors of love that will represent me and coming in full of love full of power and full of wisdom coming in and be willing to bring glory to the king so I just release that over each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lee.